Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike David Copper Hoarder Cohen, I am Matt Wright, <laughs> and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Oh nope. man, the penny pincher himself. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this penny pinching episode of Muddy Waters of no matter which uh, platform you're watching us on or listening to us on, we thank you. And to all of you, we say, Bula Vinaka. Bula Vinaka. And of course, be sure to uh, like, share, subscribe, comment. I already said share. Like other people's comments. Do all the stuff that boosts us in the algorithm. And if you are uh, subscribing to this on YouTube, uh, be sure to uh, not just subscribe, but hit that bell next to it. We want your phone to literally explode with notifications every single time we go live or put anything up. We don't want you to miss anything. We don't even want you to have to wait. We want, as soon as it's up there, for you to find out, along with all the other people that have hit the bell. And of course, be sure to become a subscriber to our special feed today by going to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe. You get access to our, uh, every weekend we have a special uh, episode just for subscribers. Uh, we also have discounts at the Muddy Waters Media Store, uh, as well as many other really great goodies like a ad-free listening and viewing experience on Spotify and Anchor and every other platform. If you just add us to the RSS, we'll send you how to do it. But if you... you uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works, but we will tell you, or someone else will tell you, because I don't know. But yeah, an- Anchor sure will tell you. Today. Anchor, Anchor will tell you. Anchor will uh, email you instructions exactly how to do it. Yes, because we don't know, but they do. Anchor knows. Uh, Anchor.fm slash subscribe. It's only $10 a month. We'd love to have you become a part of it. Yes. And that brings us to... <laughs> that brings us to the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Mudwater. I know what you're thinking, folks. My God, I am sick of this ad. Well, tough. Because if you want to not ever drink coffee again, then you could instead drink this. What does it have in it? Well, it's got masala chai, cacao, rapid fire, and segment, <laughs> and literally nothing else. And then 
It's uh, if you go to muddypottersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can get it today. You can get a starter pack today. It tastes like like a segment. It tastes like a segment. It tastes like a segment. That's the best way. It tastes like a segment. Breaking news. Breaking news on this segment. Uh, Ayman <laughs> al-Zawahiri, the head of the Taliban. Uh, the head of al-Qaeda has been confirmed as killed by the CIA, finally putting, at long last, an end to the decades-long terror regime of Ronald Reagan. Joe Biden, Joe Biden confirmed that uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri uh, was killed in the drone strike from a speech from the White House uh, on Monday, yesterday, um, and senior... Haggani Taliban figures were aware of Zawahari, Zawahiri. How do you say this? Hiri. Zaw- Hiri. Zawahiri. 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 This is how breaking it is. I didn't even read these notes. Um, yes. <laughs> Zawahiri's presence in the area, uh, the official said Monday, in a clear violation of the Doha Agreement and even took steps. No. Oh, how dare he <laughs> violate. <laughs> how dare they. How dare he violate the Doha agreement? The Doha. Oh, uh-oh. Well, it's all over now. It's Well, it is, actually. For it him, is, it yeah, is for him. Now. And even took no, steps totally to conceal right. his presence after Saturday's successful strike. Um. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, they rapidly relocated members of his family. They didn't want people to know that he was there. Uh, now, it is a, a total violation of the Doha terrorist free zone sign agreement. Uh, they uh, completely ignored it. Uh, interestingly enough, right next to the uh, no terrorists allowed in this zone sign is another one saying no CIA drone strikes allowed in this zone. Just blatant violations all the way all around. The um, you know, it is it. But yes, no, the, Al, the uh, head of Al Qaeda, which is kind of the Microsoft of uh, of terrorist organizations with, uh, you know, ISIS being the uh, the I guess the Google of uh, of terror of terror networks this has really been on the decline for a while it's uh the bang. taliban uh their main al-qaeda's their, bing. what's that al-qaeda's bing they're al-qaeda al-qaeda's bing al-qaeda is the bing of, of terror groups <laughs> especially now actually now they're the uh uh they're the uh, inktomi of uh uh they're the of, internet uh, explorer they're, they're, the, they're the ask jeeves they're the ask jeeves and the web crawler the Internet of, Explorer uh, Netscape, of... Net Zero. <laughs> the, the Internet Explorer, RIP. The Net Zero of uh, of terror groups, and uh, the the Taliban's main fight is with uh, is with ISIS, uh, obviously, and uh, and they were I think probably were hoping that they could uh, get the band back together and try to fight against ISIS. Uh, the CIA said, "No, you're not going to stop our new terror group we're sponsoring." So they they killed Zawahiri. So you know, big ups. Uh, and, uh, speaking of, uh, death, the U S has had two consecutive quarters of negative growth after the GDP report confirmed what we said here. We said this would happen. We've been saying this for months. We've been saying this since last quarter. Yes. Uh, but it's not a recession and Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, has explained that to us right now. Yeah, she and uh, the amount of mental gymnastics that she had to go through in order to explain this <laughs> is just absolutely unbelievable. So here is um, everybody's favorite Fox News reporter, Pete Ducey, 
asking Corinne Jean-Pierre over whether or not this is a recession. He said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and you this. He said mm -hmm. two, two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that it, it was? It is not. I can, I, can speak to, I can speak to you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing that you just repeated. There are many factors. There are many factors, economic factors and indicators to consider. Uh, and I will say that uh, the textbook definition of recession is not is not two negative quarters of GDP. We have a strong labor market. We have business that's investing. We have consumers uh, that are also uh, very much, uh, you know, in, in investing and, and purchasing. That is incredibly <laughs> important. We have 3.6 unemployment. You do not see that in a pre-recession, and you do not see that in a recession. So the factors yeah, that no, we are you, seeing you right now, the economic indicators. Uh, does not does not show that we're in recession and I'll read since you gave me some quotes I'll give you some as well in 2009 the st. Louis Fed said while the popular definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of negative real gross domestic product GDP growth the NBER which we have mentioned many times in this room does not strictly abide by this designation instead the committee broadly defines a recession as a significant decline in economic activity spreading across the economy, lasting more than a few months. NBER has been around since 1920. I'm going to move on. Okay. I wonder why she stopped herself there. <laughs> the mental gymnastics that she has to go through every day is unbelievable. And the NBER... Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, is the eight economists that we have referenced on this show that keep saying that we aren't in a recession. And they are the only eight economists who are saying we are not in a recession. Yeah, it, everyone, all uh, underwriters, all banks, every institution right now is gearing up for a recession, which is why we're seeing a new round of bailouts in the form of the CHIPS Act and the Inflation Reduction Act and the, uh, what was the other one, the Science Act. It's, it's bailouts for companies that know that their bottom line is about to get crushed. And that's, it's because they know a recession's coming. We are in, they know that a recession is here and that the other lagging indicators, uh, and to answer a question, yes, we do see uh, high levels of employment in some recessions at the beginning because the malinvestment is still there and we're just starting to see the effects. Uh, and especially what's driving that up is that the inflation has been so high, which has kept profits high, which has allowed for, uh, you know, for the, the job market to be as competitive as it has. That's all going to begin to crumble uh, while yeah, inflation will still remain somewhat high. Especially as the Fed has been increasing rates, you're going to see that a lot of things across the board because of this, a lot banks aren't going to be lending yeah. as much. You're not going to be seeing you're not going to be seeing as much money going out to your average investor. So yep. they're going to stop purchasing as much. Prices will have to come down. That means that people will start losing their jobs and we will feel the brunt of the recession. Yes. Now, speaking of jobs, I think Karine Jean-Pierre may need a new one. She might need a new one. <laughs> If she doesn't, she she Just should for her work. mental health. It, it really her is. She needs a new job. God. So, oh. 
After the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas <laughs> authorized Customs and Border Protection on Thursday to seal the openings near the Morelos Dam just west of downtown Yuma, the Democratic Party relied on KJP to answer questions about it live on the air. Why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not uh, we are not finishing the wall. Uh, we are cleaning That's up the mess the prior administration uh, left behind in their in their failed attempt uh, to build a wall. And I just want to be very very clear here. On day one, uh, we returned the money, uh, the eight billion dollars the prior administration took from our military. We gave that back. Uh, to the military, for military families, for schools, for bases. Uh, that's what that money was being used. That's what it was taken away from. And so, again, what we're doing is cleaning up the mess that the prior administration has done. But President Biden, when he was a candidate, said, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. Yeah. So what changed? We are not finishing the wall. If walls work in that part of Arizona, is this the administration trying to get migrants to cross somewhere else, like in Texas? What What is the plan? We are not finishing a wall. We are cleaning up the mess that the prior administration made. Wow. We are trying to save lives. This is what is this is what the prior administration wow. left behind that we are now cleaning up. They left behind by an unfinished wall. wall. Is this? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in, finishing? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in. Uh, is, this, is this racist? Because in 2019, when the former guy was proposing a wall, you said uh, that it was his racist wall. So how is this any different? I'm just having a hard time understanding how this is any different. I'm not even sure how you get to your first question, to this question that you just asked me. I will say this. A border wall. I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question. A border wall is ineffective use of taxpayer dollars. So it's ineffective. But they're building dollars, on dollars <laughs> that they're actually went it. to the military that the last administration, the prior president, took from the military, which took away from schools, which took away from military bases. That's what that money that he pulled away from uh, to build uh, this wall that he wanted. That is ineffective, by the way, which I just said. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh I my. kind of feel bad for her, even though she did sign up. Like, she chooses to she, do this job. Yeah, she she applied. She knew what. She believes that walls are racist and ineffective. Like, that's her belief. And yeah. that's what the administration was saying. Now they're in charge. Or that's what candidate Joe Biden was saying. President Joe Biden is doing what President Obama and President Trump and President Bush and everyone before him are doing to continue building this wall. And so she has to say, <laughs> they're building the wall. It's one of, ineffective, <laughs> by the way. It's They're cleaning up the mess left by the previous <laughs> administration, but they're not finishing the wall. They're saving lives by cleaning up the mess and hey, did you know that Donald Trump spent money on a wall? Not us, though. We're just cleaning up the... Ma like, it was... 
I like I legitimately feel bad for her because you can see her mentally wrestling. Like she does so many mental gymnastics up there that it like I could have used that gymnastics clip at any point. But um, yeah, no, that whole thing, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's saying walls are ineffective and a waste of taxpayers' dollars. But we're going to finish off this area of the wall, but the wall is ineffective. So we shouldn't have the wall, but we're finishing off this area of the wall so it'll save lives. It was, it was the real, the was, we're not finishing the wall. Yeah, you are. I know he was just trying to get her to answer something, but I would have been like, yes, you are. This is literally finishing that part of the wall. That part, yeah. And, and it's her just, argument would be to that, her argument would be, yeah, but we're not finishing the entire wall. We're just closing in that one part. It's not finishing the wall. Why, if they're not effective? Right. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah, just, I, I, I and is it racist? And she's like, I don't know how you got to that. Because you call walls racist. <laughs> and so did your, your candidate who's now president. That's why. And by the way, we're not fans of walls. Like, we do believe that they're ineffective, and we do think that they're a, a bad, bad use of money, and we do think that the government is creating the crisis on the border with this kind of nonsense. So say that and then do it. Like, don't say that and then continue building, doing what Trump did. Right. Or, I'm sorry, cleaning up his mess. Cleaning up his mess. This what This was John Kerry explaining how the war in Iraq that he voted for was an unprecedented, unmitigated failure and needed to end. And that's why when he gets into office, he's going to stay the course because we have to complete the job that's been done, which is terrible and ineffective and failing. Um, I wish, I mean, I, Kareem Jean-Pierre was probably 12 when that happened. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I I I would have liked to have seen her try to square that circle. So (laughs) thankfully, though, there are much better speakers in this administration. And no, I'm not talking about Joe Biden, a well-known classical orator who has only gotten better, uh, if anything, over time. Uh, No, uh, Matt, we are, of course, talking about the vice president of the United States of America, who (laughs) fair and square beat me. After a series of debates with me, Kamala Harris. Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. And, you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America. And this is a real issue. And we need to act with a sense of haste. I mean, you got nine months to do something about it. (laughs) People are going to say that I edited that out of context and I will respond with she took a four second pause after that after that word. I don't think I edited it wrong. Was this in, what was in was this in relation to abortion or <laughs> Yes. People will say that I edited that out of context, but she's the one that made the pause four seconds long. Um, and it was it was like she we need to act with haste. 2 3 for when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. <laughs> okay. You know, I've I've made videos and we've talked on this show and I've talked on, I've interviewed, I've, it, we're very clear. 
like government is going to make the issue of abortion worse if they get the more involved they are the worse it's going to get we've talked about that ad nauseum if you are trying to sell a pro-choice or keep government out of you know out of our decisions type of uh, argument one of the worst ways to do it is to say we must act with haste because women are getting pregnant like that is like you're basically saying a bunch of babies are going to get born that's what if we don't act now like it's really just a bad way of framing an issue it's a terrible way of framing an issue it's like the worst way of framing it's like a caricature of how you would frame that wow yeah that is I honestly, so initially I was going to use a completely different video for this week's Deep Thoughts with Kamala Harris. And then I saw that one and I felt that that was a much better video to use no, that's, over that her is... giving her pronouns and saying that she is a woman sitting at the head of the table in a blue suit. Wow. That was, so I want to say something about that. So supposedly... That was for a uh, – and because she didn't – it wasn't just her. It was like a bunch of people, and they were all saying, I am also a woman, and I am in a gray blazer and sensible shoes. And the the reason that they were doing this was it was a council for the hard of hearing or something like that. Or hard, not hard of hearing. That's why they were yelling, I'm wearing a blazer. No, it was it – was, it was the um, – it was something related to uh, uh, blind people or people that have uh, – heart of vision whatever it is where you're not blind but i guess like me have really bad vision visually Um, impaired in some way it visually impaired there it is visually impaired um and uh i remember my pc classes from the 90s yeah no i visually impaired but my whole thing and i've still not been had this answered i've had a lot of people angrily tweet at me when i've asked how does this help them like okay let's say someone's completely blind and I say, hi, my name is Spike Cohen. I am a man. Uh, my pronouns are he and him. And I am currently wearing a white button-down shirt. Oh! What? Yeah, I don't... Like, pa- what happened? Oh, oh pa- well, then now, that's, uh, that means something. They, like, I mean, someone who's... Especially if someone's been uh, born blind. They don't even know what that means. Like, what's white? <laughs> like, the, the, the... And someone who used to have vision and now doesn't, it's not relevant to the so like i i i i i posed this when it first came out i said what why is this and they went oh it's because it's for blind people and i said well that makes sense but why and they're like oh i guess you don't care about blind people it's like no, no, no i care enough to ask why we're doing this yeah has this been asked for and if so why by, by whom and why by whom and for what purpose? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that you know a, a blind person is going to say, "Oh no, it's because it does this now." Okay, great. But if I I've not, I've just gotten a bunch of anger, which usually means I don't know either. But I'm not happy you're asking, <laughs> and uh, and that's that's what it feels like. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, I would have to yes. I would have to speak to somebody who is visually impaired on the visual impairment spectrum, uh, from worse than us. Wow. To completely yes. blind. Somewhere in between us and blind, yeah. Yeah. Like cuz you you and I you and I, I think you and I I think uh, uh, 
in addition to being the exact same height and our hands being the exact same size, I'm pretty certain our eyesight's the exact same. It's so weird. Because we don't look a thing alike. But then on those two metrics, we're like identical. It's yeah. And then we both... I, I wear glasses or contacts. Uh, usually on the show, I wear yeah. contacts. And then, but I think our vision's like basically the exact same too. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. so, like, with me and him, yeah, I we can tell if somebody's wearing a blue suit from twenty yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. so I would want to ask somebody who has vision much worse than we do to completely blind uh, on. Does that is that something you want? You care about? Is that something you need? <laughs> Because if so, yeah, I'll be I like, I'm wearing to... a black shirt. I'm wearing the same black t-shirt I wear every day. Just about. I want to I, I want to go up to people and say, hey, how many fingers up am I holding up? And if they're like, four, I'll be like, okay, great. Listen, I am a man. And now hear me <laughs> out. My pronouns are he and him. And uh, I'm wearing... A, uh, whatever I'm wearing at that day. Right. And if they say, oh, thank you so much, then I'll know that this was a good thing. If they go, who the hell, what, why are you, why, I don't care, get the hell out of my face, then I'll know that this was a virtue signal. Now, thankfully, the government rarely, if ever, virtue signals. <laughs> and really recently, I'm doing good on the segues today. You are doing good recently, on the segues today. Was, the government that proved clean. that. The House of Representatives proved that they don't virtue signal, right, Matt? Well, or they prove that's all they do. Um, <laughs> Ow, crap. <laughs> so the House virtue signaled uh, to their bases today that they are not just there to deliver tater tots and write pairs after tragic incidents. Mm-hmm. When guns and tragic incidents, guns and passed the first official weapons ban in the United States since 1994. The very close vote was 217 to 213 with five Democrats voting uh, against the bill and two Republicans guaranteeing that they will probably lose their primaries. This means that the bill will now move on to the Senate where, well, yeah, nothing's nothing's gonna happen. I didn't so I didn't read. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I didn't even read this bill. Like a lot of my friends, obviously we we lean libertarian. <laughs> so we're s- lean L's. Yeah, yeah, we lean L. We lean L. Uh, so many of our friends are very big on um, the Second Amendment and uh, gun rights, as as are we. <clears throat> But uh, they kind of stressed out about this. And I explained to many of them that you would need 10 Republicans and all 50 Dems to vote for this thing in the Senate in order to get past the filibuster. And you won't get that if Biden's president. If if a Republican's president, you get it. You absolutely get it. Because we all know Mm -hmm. Republicans, when in power, pass gun control legislation. Yep. But with a Democrat in power, you're you're not going to get ten Republicans to switch over and say, "Yeah, let's vote for this weapons ban." Not happening. Typically, not always, but typically, a Democrat president and a Republican, either split or Republican Congress, is usually the best recipe for 
usually worst case scenario gridlock and sometimes best case scenario like during the clinton years them trying to outdo each other on who's the you know the 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 most lean with government that's become less so over time uh where now it's they're all just big government cronies but when it comes to this specific issue um yeah if 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 uh if Thankfully, for on this issue, there's a Democrat president, and it's likely the Republicans are going to retake uh, at least one of the houses, if not both of them, and uh, it, which means that this isn't going to pass, and, and any real meaningful uh, uh, gun control isn't going to pass. Now, they did pass that nonsense earlier that, uh, that frankly, uh, they're not going to be banning guns, but what they are going to be doing is ramping up the criminal justice system to deal with existing gun crimes and strengthening those gun crimes like we talked about in previous episodes that's the real threat because it doesn't matter what gun they ban if they ban you from having one and put you in jail for 15 years for it this is kind of yeah it's a virtue signal but it's kind of a two-way virtue signal the democrats virtue signal that they're gonna fight for you know against gun nonsense and and fight for gun safety not gun control we don't call it that anymore but gun safety uh and then the uh the republicans are gonna virtue signal we're protecting your second amendment rights even as we work with democrats to uh make it increasingly illegal for you to own a firearm because as we discussed last last week uh with the bipartisan safety i don't remember the name of the bipartisan bill that had to do with gun safety um Community Safers Act, the Bipartisan Community Safers yeah, Act, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was introduced by Marco Rubio. It made it where you, as a as a legal gun owner, could potentially go to a state where you aren't allowed to have a gun, and then you would get charged with gun trafficking. Yep. And that's a 15-year prison sentence federally. Yep. For breaking a state, in some cases, misdemeanor. Yes. It becomes a federal felony. That's the real problem, not this nonsense. Yeah, this not this. Gonna no, this this isn't going to pass. This this is not going to pass. Nobody needs to worry about this one. I wanted to put it in just because a lot of people were stressing about it, but there is nothing to worry about with this. Uh, there if are it passed a, with a four vote. It passed with a four vote margin in the House in the with House. Nancy Pelosi in charge. This thing is not getting through the Senate. You will be that this is not going to happen. Worry about the things that are actually going to happen. You know what else is really going to happen? Tomorrow night, you're going to get another brand spanking new episode of the muddied waters of freedom. And that you can bank on. That is both a warm tater tot and a delicious ripe pear. I've been wanting pears and tater tots ever since you said that. All I want right <laughs> to now be fair, is you've been wanting ta- You've been wanting tater tots for like 10 years. For several years. Yeah, I can have, I'm not sure a tater tot, but I can have potatoes. I, I've been wanting potatoes and pears ever since you said that. Can you and have I'm potatoes? literally going. I don't think you could. It depends on how they're cooked, but yeah. Okay. So, I know what's about to happen. I'm going to go get some <laughs> potatoes and pears. I'm literally going to eat potatoes and pears after this. I'm going to go do that. And you guys are going to, uh, tomorrow, you're going to get another amazing episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom, where we're going to be talking about something that could be nothing or possibly end the act- the, world the world and all but the all life on it and it's really one or the other but kind of no matter which one no matter which one it is it will affect it will affect how much you have to how much money you have to spend on certain goods no matter which one it is that's true 
That is true. Whichever one of those happens, well, you're kind of screwed. But you uh, tune in tomorrow night uh, for another episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. And of course, don't forget in the meantime, uh, because we're doing our episode tomorrow, but then we're doing another episode on Saturday. And we can't even tell you what that one's about. Because we don't. Well, anyway, we, we, we don't, we're not going to tell you, even if we didn't know, we're not going to tell because it's only for subscribers and yes. it's going to be fantastic. And we'd love to have you be a part of it. If you go to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe for only $10 a month, you get to be a part of that. You get to get our uh, exclusive subscriber only episodes, all sorts of other subscriber only content uh, coming up are going to be uh, my panels that I did on Freedom Fest, including uh, my panel on gun rights with Maj Ture, where I called a bunch of Republicans and cops a, a bunch of slaves. <laughs> so that's that'll be fun but uh and you only get that if you're a subscriber you only get it if you're a subscriber and you also get ad free viewing and listening experience on all the various podcasts by the magic of the rss whatever that is so anchor.fm <laughs> slash muddy waters slash subscribe folks we love you so much we will see you tomorrow and where we're going we don't need roads